Christmas, everybody, and welcome to the Tea with Miss McGill show presented by Blue Line Brews from the Blue Line Brews studio. Got a great deal for you, bluelinebrews.com. Either type it in or just go down, scroll down, go into the show notes. Uh, 15% off. If you type in the promo code, save 15. So at a checkout, there'll be a little box, save 15, and get 15% off of some of the great brews. And also along the Iron Range, if you uh, you know, are shopping, be watching because they are starting to scatter around here at some stores in the Iron Range, Blue Line Brews. And of course, as always, 10% of their profits go back to fallen, back to the families, excuse me, of fallen or wounded officers. So a fantastic cause. I am Puka with the crazy hat and the crazy sweater. This is Reed Larson to my left, to your right, star of the show. Merry Christmas, buddy. Merry that Christmas. Time of year. Merry Christmas. Fun to, uh, to be here just a couple of days here before Christmas Eve and uh, be wrapping up some great holiday hockey here and some good conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And so we, we're going to do the show this week. No show next week. We'll take the week off and then we'll be back in the new year. And like we were talking in the precast, like about, what, 10, about 10 weeks, January 1st of that state tournament. So we'll get you, we'll get you an episode every week uh, from that point on. And we're going to start with a three-day week. I guess week, because it wasn't a weekend, three-day week <laughs> last week for the Thunderhawks down at the Dyna Classic. Yeah, it it, uh, it was it was a pretty good showing down there. Yeah, you, you know, most teams do their holiday classic or holiday tournament the week after Christmas takes place. Um, Edina has traditionally ran theirs, the, you know, the week before. And uh, this was the 40th annual Edina Classic at Braemar Arena. Grand Rapids has been in it for a number of years. I don't, I can't recall if they've been in it ever since it started. I don't know that answer. Uh, but what I do know is it is a quality, not necessarily a tournament. It, they're, they're just games that we play, but they call it the classic. Sure. Um, but a, a quality three game swing to Braemar Arena against top quality teams. And we, we had a a good goal of it going down there as a Northern double-A team. Uh, when you come out of the Dyna Classic two and one, you, you've got to be pretty happy when you're looking at two, two of the three teams that you play are top rated teams in the state right now with the Dyna, you know, obviously at the top of it, one or two at the moment, Eden Prairie really scratching somewhere within the top 10 and Elk River is always a tough game for us. Sure. Uh, every time we play them. So a good weekend for us down there. It was, uh, like I said, it was a success to come home two and one. Uh, we went into with Thursday night. We went into uh, coming off of a two game losing streak after going up North to Roseau and War Road, uh, getting swept up there and then going down to the cities, playing the number one team in the state sure. in Edina. We actually played fairly good in the first period of that hockey game. A couple of the wheels started to shake loose in the second period and they came off completely in the third. We ended up losing that game five to one, uh, but we rebounded well coming into Eden Prairie the next night. Uh, ended up beating Eden Prairie in overtime. I believe it was four to three. Um, and then wheeling off the momentum from that, we ended up uh, 
uh, putting a good whipping on Elk River six to two. Uh, but the real, the real highlight was is none of those teams went three and zero. We kind of thought, okay, well, Edina beat us, beat Elk River. They're probably going to go three and zero. Guess who comes in with Edina on Saturday night and knocks Edina off is Eden Prairie. Yeah, sure. So you know, obviously a, a fun atmosphere for everybody and it proved that even the well-oiled machine of, e of Edina can lose every once in a while. Uh, we had a real good game against Eden Prairie and Eden Prairie kind of turned the notch up a little bit. Coach Lee Smith got them going on Saturday night and they chipped off Edina uh, for the big upset big win, win yeah. and a big win. So that shakes a few things up. Uh, it, it doesn't flip-flop positions for Edina taking over at one or anything like that because they've been down a little bit in the rankings. Um, and it may or may not bump Edina out of there. I think last they checked, they're still sitting at number one. Yeah. Um, but at any rate, we know they're human. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And like I said, that overtime win against Eden Prairie for the Thunderhawks was very exciting. Um, and like you said, some just you know, good hockey. You kind of know where you're at when you leave. You know, you guys headed north. After that, those three games, you kind of knew where you were at. You know, kind of a nice gauge for yourself. Well, yeah, and I remember telling Coach Chido, I said, I know everybody wants to go down to a weekend tournament and come out of that thing going 3-0. and all. I said, but if we're being realistic with the quality teams that we're playing there, if if we come out of there 2-1, and one, that is a heck of a good weekend. Um, no question about it. We'll take it if we can come out of there 3-0. and all, But uh, realistically speaking, I told him on the way home from Warroad after getting swept, if we come out of that weekend, next weekend, two and one, we came out of there with a successful weekend going into Christmas break. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Anything else on the classic? Nope. No. Okay. All right, guys and gals, but mainly you guys, because I know I don't do my Christmas shopping to the last minute. Two shopping days left. We're recording on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Christmas, of course, Saturday, Iron Range Apparel. That's where we need to go. Thunderbird Mall in Virginia. Yep. Uh, coffee cups, tumblers, t-shirts, hats, all kinds of unique items like that with Minnesota slogans printed on them. Okay. So if you're looking for something kind of Minnesota themed, that's the place to go. Um, of course, hockey items, the ODR line, which is exclusive there, outdoor rink hockey, hats, uh, hoodies, uh, you know, stocking caps. And I've got one here, you know, all that ODR stuff. Oops. Plus, hockey jerseys of all kinds. So if you're looking for something, like I said, you can kind of go there and cover everyone in the family. There's stuff for, for your daughter, a son, wife, husband, everybody. So uh, Iron Range Apparel, Thunder and Bird Mall, go check them out. Like I said, exclusive outdoor rink ODR hockey line there. All right, so we're going to do something a little bit different. Everyone's about what, 10 games in-ish, you know, of the season? You yeah, know, pretty close. I mean, it's some teams have been a little front heavy with, with their schedule like Grand Rapids. Is we just played 11 games. Some have played six, eight, uh, close to a half dozen to a dozen. Games. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, so we're going to go through just some uh, some of the, the rankings and stats uh, that we've compiled here. Now, I don't have any dates as to when these, I found these on the internet, but I don't have a date as to when they were. So this, this might be a little inaccurate, but it's going to give you kind of an idea. And so we've, we're going to start with some individual stats. We've got some Northlanders on the list. Uh, so we wanted to highlight them and mention them on the goals front, tied or excuse me, uh, standing alone in fourth, 15 goals, Max Strand from Roseau, tied for seventh, Thunderhawks, Joey Del Greco's got 13, another guy that's tied in seventh, Jackson Panzer, for those of you uh, that are closer to Reed and I's generation, you recognize that Panzer name out in East Grand Forks, his dad, well, there's Jay and Jeff, I believe, 
Jackson's dad is Jeff played because Jeff's living in East Grand. Jay's still living in Grand Forks, uh, but that's his father. So playing high school over in East Grand Forks on the assist list, Joey Del Greco again, fourth in the state with 18 assists. Jason Shagabi, guy we talked about last week's show, 15 assists. He's in sixth. And a few guys from up north here are tied for seven. Simon Davidson with 14. Denfeld, Easton Young, Thunderhawk, 14. And Kellen Murphy, from also from Roseau, with 14. So those, those three are all from the Northland, tied for seventh in assists in the state. Points. Okay, the point leader is a gentleman by the name of Ty Kinnett. He leads all categories, 18 goals. 21 assists, 39 points, giddy up, baby. Congratulations, that's really great. 40 points already, uh, well, not even Christmas, he's got 40 points put up. Uh, Red Lake Falls is where I believe he's from. Uh, third overall in points in the state. Again, Joey Del Greco at 31. At sixth, Max Strand, Rozo, 26 points. Uh, any surprises or any anybody not on the list or it's, I mean, you know, we just kind of want to run through for people, but anything stick out to you? You know what? I, I don't see any surprises in that top list of guys that you talked about. We've seen all of those guys, except we haven't seen Simon Davidson yet. We're supposed to play them tomorrow. That game has been postponed till after Christmas. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen obviously the gentleman from Red Lake Falls. Um but we have seen Rozo, we've seen Kellen Murphy, we've seen Max Strand, we've been to Warroad, seen Jason Shagaby. None of those surprised me at all whatsoever. Joy Del Greco is just having a phenomenal year. Yeah. It's, it's fun to watch him. We were sitting there last night uh, calling a game on my nine and he was sitting at his 27 points. And, and I remember telling Bob at one point in time, it's a matter of minutes before he ends up cracking 30 tonight. <laughs> uh, and it was, I mean, he ended up, uh, I think he had, four points last night and bumped right into 31. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he sniped that one at the end there. Just yeah. Right on the power play. Right but he one, was yeah. a playmaker last night. He's been putting the puck in the net. He scored some big goals down at the Adina classic last weekend. And he, uh, he's, he definitely was aside from just pumping pucks in the net, he was making plays and created opportunities for Garrett Drotz to score the hat trick last night for the Thunderhawks. Oh, so nice. he's been doing a lot. Uh, a lot of speed, a lot of skill, and uh, he deserves to be yeah, a lot of top yeah. three right now. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, I know I ran into Coach Clafton a couple of weeks ago and said, yeah, Joey just had a fantastic, um, you know, elite league season this fall. So congrats to Joey, uh, and congrats to all you Northlanders that are on the list. All right, now we're getting into the team. Single A, top three rankings right now. Hermantown, number one. Warroad, number two. Matabidi, number three. So Northland teams of note. Danfeld, seventh. I think we, you know, no, no real surprises there. We knew they were solid, but this one surprised me just a little bit. Greenway holding on to ninth in the latest single A rankings. Thoughts there? Yeah, you know, I, again, none of those surprised me at all whatsoever. Your top three teams, I think they're going to be the top three forever in a day until Montemidai decides to go double A and until Hermantown decides to go double A. Montemidai is probably closer than anybody as far as enrollment to a double A school. They've got sure. 11 hundred students at their school could go at any point in time, depending on what their free and reduced numbers are, but they could at any point in time. And of course, world is always going to be a rated team in the state that's single A. And I don't think we even have to have this conversation about Hermantown anymore. I think, I think everybody knows they could be the top team in double A if they want to. Um, but yeah, it, Greenway doesn't surprise me either sitting at nine. You no, know, they had a, a really tough game last night against the, uh, 
last year's defending single A state champion Gentry Academy, they ended up losing the game five to four, but at one point in time, Greenway was up four to three. I heard that. Yeah. So Greenway is, uh, is playing some good hockey. I can tell you where a lot of their stuff is coming from and their success. First of all, Andy Surge is a phenomenal hockey coach. He's done a great job with that team since he took over for Grant Clafton. Uh, but he's got two excellent goaltenders. Uh, two excellent. He's got he's got Jurgensen and Jebel. Both of those two goalies played in the, the HP program last year. One of them played for the 16s and the other one played for the 17s festival team. Both of those goaltenders, and you can flip a coin on any given night, and those guys can be between the pipes for Greenway Raiders. They're both good. And there's there is part of the reason, and you don't want to give that credit only to those two guys. You got to give some hard work credit to uh, to the guys that are skating out, but also, you know, say that coach Sertich, you, you're doing a really good job with that group. And, and uh, as of right now, overachieving and continuing to do so. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So congratulations to all you uh, players over there in Greenway. All right. On to the double A side, Edina, as we talked about earlier, maintaining the number one spot, number two, Lakeville, Lakeville South and third Maple Grove. Uh, Rozo in there at sixth, Grand Rapids ninth, uh, you know, any surprise? Well, I guess we'll end up no to no Moorhead in the top ten, which is is you know pretty rare these these days. I guess any surprises or anything stick out to you uh, in that list? It, no, I, I think those are all ranked exactly where they should be. I think you know Edina with the lost Eden Prairie, they could have if somebody else was playing good and beat some interesting teams, they could have moved somebody into the number one spot, but that apparently didn't happen, but doesn't surprise me that they're going to stay at number one. Lakeville South is unbelievable. Maple Grove is unbelievable. We've seen how good Rozo is. They deserve to be in the top five. In my opinion, they got them at six yeah. uh, and we deserve to be in the top 10. Uh, they put us at number two a week ago before we went up to, Oh, really? Rose on War Road. Somebody had us at number two, oh, okay. and I kind of thought, boy, don't, that's the kiss of death. <laughs> I don't put Rapids at number two at any point, at any point in the early part of the season, especially with the first five games of the season. We hadn't played any, you know, top notch double A teams yet. We sure. we played some single A teams. We'd played some conference games and hadn't played anybody in the top five in the state yet. And, soon as we did, we go on a two game losing streak or should say three game losing streak with Rosa Warroad and Edina. And then bam, we bounce right back. And we, you know, now we're, we're rolling with uh, another three game winning streak. Yeah. Yeah. So no surprise with, I mean, I know, you know, the talent level there with Rosa because you talked about how you coach them in Bantams, uh, but with the, with the coaching change, you know, new coach to, uh, I guess that was the one thing that stuck out to me is like, wow, still six, still that little community of Rosa still getting her done. Uh, and it just, yeah, it, it just, I guess it just doesn't matter. The hockey culture there is about as best, you know, about as good as you can get. Yeah. Like I said, you just throw a coach in and, and they're right there. Uh, you well, know, the I think, 10. you know, you can just say it as a coach is, you know, you put all the pieces into place and let them do their thing. Just if I were the guy taking over that position, I'd do my best not to get in their way. I would say as a coach, I'm doing my job. If I don't screw it up for the kids, you know, let's just get them out there get them moving. They've got guys on the staff that have coached those kids before in the past uh, with Tom Murphy, um, you know, and even some of the other assistants that were there have been around these kids yeah. since they've been growing up. So they know them all. And let's be honest, Rose a town where everybody knows the game of hockey. Anyways, <laughs> I think there's a lot of guys that could step into that position and do well. 
Um, like I said, if I were the guy taking over that position at Rozo this year, I'd be like, I'm going to do the best I can not to screw it up as a coach, because all you have to do is put them on the ice, give them, a, give them something to go on, give them some, uh, you know, some game plans of what we're doing and just let them do their thing and, and get out of the way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and keep the culture positive. Sure. All right. A word for Minnesota hockey camps. Yeah. So Minnesota hockey camps, uh, one of our newer sponsors here. Now they've been on board here with us for three weeks now. Um, Breezy Point, Minnesota, Minnesota hockey camp known as the camp where the pros train. We've got uh, guys that have been alumni to that camp that have come back for years and years. Guys like TJ Oshie, Chris Stewart, Scott Hartnell, uh, just to name a few. A lot of college guys come back and for tradition, there have been college coaches that have come back and have worked weeks at the camp. Uh, and I know that uh, current owners, Chris Stewart, Craig Larson and Tony Massieri are hoping to have that trend continue with college coaches coming back. They pull high school coaches in from the area to continue on to run those camps. So if you're looking for a good camp in the summertime for skill development, um, for classroom time, for dry land time, two, two times on the ice each day, meals catered in uh, by Mossieri's restaurant, uh, an outdoor facility, and you know, it's an outdoor rink, but in the summertime, it's set up for dry land. Uh, great costs. Go to uh, minnesotahockeycamps.com and get into some of the early bird prices that they have there, get signed up. They'll get going right away mid-June and they'll have camps running all the way through just before fall season starts for high school players that are playing you know, fall sports. So right into the beginning of August. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Minnesota Hockey Camps. All right. We're going to, this is our traditional uh, time when we preview some games. Obviously Christmas is coming and, you know, what I've noticed over the years is teams, cities teams will come north, you know, over the holidays. And of course we hope that many Northland teams head south in about March, right? So the, you know, the Northern trip's a little bit different than the Southern trip. So, uh, so Hibben's going to host three games next week on the 28th. They've got Delano, 29th, Mount Westaka, the 30th, Cambridge, Isanti. Greenway is also going to host Cambridge and Mound on the 29th and 30th. Rock Ridge, just on the 28th, they're going to host Mound, Westonka, and then they're on the road up to Thief River and Crookston. And then, of course, the Thunderhawks, you guys are going to head down to Minnetonka Wednesday of next week on the 29th. Uh, do you have any intel on whether it's Minnetonka or any of these teams? You know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't seem to know much about Delano, Mount Westonka, Cambridge, Isanti, uh, but I thought I'd throw it out to you and see if you did or even just Minnetonka itself. Well, Delano has been in the state tournament, you know, uh, in the last five to six years, you know, three, three, four times, they've, they've got a great coaching staff. They, they know what they're doing. They've built some tradition and some culture over the last couple of years, expect Delano to be a team that's always knocking on the door for a section championship. You, I would not be surprised to see Delano in a state tournament uh, again, you know, two of the next four years. Uh, like I said, they've, there's a lot of good coaching going on in Delano. There's good culture that's been built uh, Mount West Tonka, I haven't heard a lot about over the course of the last couple of years. I guess I knew a little bit more about him back when I was coaching in Wilmer, uh, back in the, uh, the two earlier 2000s, from 2005 to 2011. I knew a little bit more about him back then. I haven't seen much from the White Hawks over the course of the last few years. It'd be interesting to see how they fare when they come up north here and play teams like, you know, like Rock Ridge and, and, uh, some of the area teams like Hibbing as well. And it'd be fun to see that, um, 
yeah, but, but otherwise, you know, like we said, Grand Rapids, we're heading down next Wednesday down to Minnetonka for a down and back in one day. Um, hopefully we can shake off the bus legs and get there early enough and get into the Pagel Center and, and play another double-A team that you can expect to be a top team. Whether they're ranked on the top 10 or not, Minnetonka is always a tough team to play in the state of Minnesota. That should be a good test for the Thunderhawks. It should excuse me, be a good test for the skippers too. So I think that's going to be a fun game for us um, after the holiday season and just before the new year. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so if, yeah, if you're looking for some hockey, uh, feel like traveling, you can go down to, you can go down to uh, Minnetonka. Otherwise, like I said, Greenway hosting two games, Rockridge hosting a game, Hibbing hosting three. So you can get out and, and get your fill next week. Rink Sports Bar, talked a little bit about them. Now this deal ends on Christmas Eve. The gift card specials are back. So this ends Friday. $50, purchase a $50 gift card, get a $10 gift card free. $10 in free gift cards, I should say. $100 purchase, $25 in free gift cards. $200 gift card purchase gets you $50 in free gift cards. So you really can't go wrong on this deal. I mean, this is, this is like the ultimate. So again, 50 bucks in it, buy a $50 gift card, get $10 free gift card, buy a $100 gift card, get $25 in free gift cards, 200 bucks, get you $50 in free gift cards. Uh, the Ring Sports Bar and Grill is just on for the United States Hockey Hall of Fame, just off Highway 53 in Eveleth. Like I said, this ends on Friday, so, so uh, get over there and uh, hit up those folks. All right, some sad news to report out of Bemidji. Uh, the day after we recorded last week, uh, R.H. Bob Peters was uh, actually uh, my coach when I was at Bemidji State, passed away at age 84. Uh, for some of you young people, we'll just run through some stats here. 702 wins at Bemidji, 744 total wins, fifth all-time. When I was there, he was second all-time. I think it was Mason from Michigan State was the only one that was ahead of him. 13 national championships, had a 43-game winning streak at one point, 15 conference championship. 1983-84, they went 31-0, and 0, uh, and he's the only coach to reach the final four in all three hockey divisions, Division Three, Division Two, Division One. Uh, he always told us Beaver hockey is measured in winning championships, and from the stats I just read to you, <laughs> there's no question. No doubt about it. I mean, there's I, – I made a couple of – sent a couple of messages out on the day that I found out what should have been last Thursday, last Thursday, Friday – uh, that time frame, I sent a couple messages out to some friends of mine that I've coached with and um, over the course of the last couple of years that were products of Bob Peters. They, uh, they played for him at Beaverville at, at BSU. They went on to coaching because of his influence. They've carried on some of his traditions, some of his rules his Ten Commandments of Hockey, the famous Ten Commandments he talks about and lives by uh, when it comes to the game of hockey. I've, I've learned and studied those uh, with guys that I've coached with as well, guys like Dan Tollison that I coached with and Wilmer, guys like Todd Krybeck that I coached mm -hmm. with in Virginia, and now coaching with Wade Chido. He coached, he actually played for Saratori, uh, but of course, Saratori brought in the tradition of RH and that kind of has lived on at BSU. So now coaching with Wade, there's just little snippets that you get from every one of these guys that have played. And I probably spent the most time with Dan Tollison 
um, whether he was coaching with me when I was head coach in Wilmer or whether when I stepped back and took the assistant job, I was coaching with him as he was the head coach. And actually, when Dan Tolson took over as the head coach at Wilmer is when I started to learn the most about Bob Peters uh, style. He coached a lot like him. And he, he, I remember texting him the day that I found out and, and he said, thanks for the text. Thanks for thinking of me. He said, he meant a lot to me. He was a big mentor for, for him and for everybody that played for him. Uh, nothing but respect. Bemidji State is what it is right now. And I don't care what the sport is you're talking about there. The culture of that university for athletics was built by Bob Peters and a few others. Uh, he's been there through the years. He was part of the activities department as an athletic director. And you mentioned it, he, he brought that program from every level of college hockey, from the dwelling level of the bottom cellar and built it back up to a division one program and has won at every level, except has not won a championship at the division one le level yet, but it, uh, it will eventually do that. And that is doing huge part to the things that he's done there. They should, uh, there's a lot of things that are named after Bob Peters, but I would assume there's going to be something else that'll be named after him now that he's passed. Yeah. Maybe, the, maybe the trope or the uh, statue, you know, maybe a statue, uh, Definitely. you know, he's had the trench coat on, uh, it was, you know, very funny. Well, as a matter of fact, here it is. So I have my, my coin purse from when I played from 1995. There's my schedule right on the back. Awesome. And Very uh, cool. the game times in Bemidji were always 7.05, you know, because the national anthem, 7.05. And, and uh, but, you know, he was one of those guys, you know, fantastic. You know, and a lot of the great coaches, if you ever met great coaches, people that are kind of legends, they had got that great personality. They're magnetic, uh, you know, and my concern now is, you know, there is a little bit of a money issue there in Bemidji on the hockey side. Uh, the boys break even. The, the women's, you know, kind of bleeds money. And it's tough to find that, you know, you're in a town of 15,000, you know, so it's tough to find those corporate sponsorships. Well, everybody knew our age. He'd been around, like I said, good talker. Everyone liked him. So my concern a little bit, not, not that they don't like Ernie or, or Coach Saratori, but, you know, it's just, it's a little bit different, you know? And, and yep. so my concern is I'm hoping that, uh, because he was still very active in the program, uh, you know, so I'm hoping that everything, uh, fundraising wise and, and raising money and even just getting the alumni to give back. I just hope that isn't affected uh, because like I said, his personality was, was big. Um, so anyway, condolences. Well, I, think, I think his, I think that his legacy at BSU is going to live on forever. I think even though he's passed, I think you might get more people to give back to that program. Now um, that'll come out of the woodworks that we'll remember that'll be you know, I remember this, that I'm going to give more to the program. I think you're going to get more because now there's going to be, even though we already knew there's a legacy of, of RH Peters, there's going to be even more now that he's not with us. Okay. Well, I hope that, I definitely hope that is the case. So, uh, you know, rest in peace coach and condolences to, to uh, the family and all the really good friends of coach Peters and all you former players. All right, so we're going to run through a few scores from last week. We'll get this episode wrapped up here. So Hibbing Chisholm had to cancel uh, Marshall on Saturday. We previewed that game last week. I guess uh, both Hibbing's goalies were sick. Uh, so they're back on the ice tomorrow night against Proctor. Uh, Roseau 5, Buffalo 3 last week. Like I said last night, Gentry Academy squeaked a win out in Coleraine 5-4 over the Raiders. I fall 6, Ely 4, Warroad 7, Rogers 1. Last night over Bemidji, Bemidji five East Grand Forks two. That's a that is a surprising that was score. Great. You know uh, the East Grand Forks is 
a heck of a hockey team, but, but Bemidji still has a tradition that continues on and on. And that's a big win for Bemidji. Big. Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. I, I was a bit surprised with that. And then uh, Northern Lakes, coach Larson's brother's team, a big win over the weekend, 15, nothing over Breckenridge Wapiton. So uh, patting the points a little bit there. That's, that's good to see. Anything else this week? No, I think, uh, I think kids are, are, we're getting into the holiday season. Uh, there's team, there's games, like we said, that have been canceled. We've, we've postponed our game that was supposed to take place tomorrow night in Duluth Denfeld. Um, you know, some teams are dealing with some injuries, some deals, some teams are dealing with some sicknesses. Uh, I don't think anybody's prone to that thing. I think now's a good time for teams to enjoy the holidays, uh, take some well-needed break and rest time and, and come back ready and hungry after uh, after the Christmas holiday weekend and, and get ready wheeling into that new year week because we've got some fun things to bring back that week uh, after we've taken our break here yeah. uh, at the tea with Miss McGill we'll be back after the new year and uh, be ready to preview uh, some games coming up there in that first week of January yeah and speaking of cancellations so did you see the NHL uh, said no, you know, not going to Beijing or where I don't, I don't know if it was in Beijing, not going to China for the Olympics. And I think that really takes a load off because I had heard some players, some rumblings that some of the guys, they wanted to represent their country. But if you got COVID there, you're going to have to sit over there in China yeah. for two weeks or maybe three, who knows what China, would there be a plane even ready to come back into? So uh, I think it was the right move. I do too. Uh, I, know. I think when you're talking about the NHL and how much money that the NHL uh, brings in a whole bunch of different areas. Now you start talking about the owners of these teams and if they have to shut games and seasons down because we have to sequester or quarantine players for two weeks until we find out whether everybody's testing negative for COVID, I think it's just a no-brainer. You know what? The Olympics are a big deal, uh, but you know what's a bigger deal? It's getting rid of uh, whatever pandemic we've been dealing with for a long time here. It's been long enough. Uh, hopefully we can start to uh, to see things start to wind down in that. And maybe part of that is to have to postpone some things or some parts going over uh, for the Olympics. Yes. Uh, yeah. And and now the interesting thing is they got to grab some players. You know, so one interesting thing is Bill Guerin, of course, our general manager with our Minnesota Wild. He was a general manager. So I'm assuming he kind of wants to give that up. He can't go there for two weeks and then keep an eye on his Minnesota Wild, especially with the sure. time change and everything. So it's going to be probably a transition of top management. And now it's, now it's okay. Now, who do we get? You know, it's, well, there'll be it's, some delegating, I think that takes place. I think Billy Guerin was a lot more interested um, in taking that general managing position because it came with another caveat. It came with the idea that he's going to be able to general manage the world junior team too. Uh, so bringing up another point that uh, Grand Rapids, great uh, 2021 Mr. Hockey Award winner and Reed Larson Award winner, Jack Peart, yeah. was awarded a spot on that World Junior team. So that's part of the mix there. I mean, I don't know if everybody knows, but Jack Peart was a second-round draft pick for the Minnesota Wild. And as soon as it was announced that Billy Guerin was going to be the general manager, he makes it very clear that Jack Peart is going to be on this team. Okay. <laughs> well, that's interesting. So, yeah, so good luck to any of you. I mean, you just know who they're going to be. We, we interviewed Drew LeBlanc, you know, and I, I think I asked him in there, said, do you, do you think you could have any advantage with the Olympics? Because you play on Olympic ice. He said those guys at that level, you know, the adjustment's easy, good. but. 
but yeah, they're all good enough. But it's just like, you know, is that a guy that could be on the radar? You know, you just don't know now, you know, or is the AHL they're going to allow? I doubt they're going to allow AHL. So anyway, uh, it'll be interesting, you know, keep your ear to the ground on this, on this Olympic thing, because all of a sudden they're going to have to come up with a roster or whatever, 25, 35, I don't know how many they carry, uh, but like ASAP because the, the Olympics are coming up right here in February. All right. So that will pretty much wrap us up. Reed, nobody likes our show. They like our show. Like I was with Louette last night. She said, I love the show. And I was with Mark last night. I love the show. Uh, Jackie, I talked to you a couple of weeks ago, big fan. Please, if you get just a chance, give us a like. Uh, it'll make, it'll warm our hearts for the holidays, wouldn't it, Reed? Because everyone says, I like your show, but they don't like our show. So take the time to give it that little click. Yeah. Uh, we'd appreciate that. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, comment. You know, please, especially if you hear anything on the Olympics, you know, throw us a comment. If you want to contact us privately, LLC at gmail.com, LLC at gmail.com. Of course, we still have merch just a couple days to go till Christmas. So our t-shirts, although we're getting low, we're going to put another order in. So got our shirts, Tea with Miss McGill. A big thanks, as always, to Blue Line Brews, the Ring Sports Bar and Grill, Iron Range Apparel, Minnesota Hockey Camps, Iron Range Goalie Academy, uh, like I said, Merry Christmas to all of you. You know, get, get home, give your mom a hug for Christmas. She'll love it. For Reed Lyerson, I am Puka. Get out there and be your dream. You're tuned to the Tea with Miss McGill show. A production of Goat Sports Media, LLC.